picture this. It's 1994 and you're little Kelly J. You've just started middle school and learned that you've been placed in all honors or accelerated classes. You're thrilled because you've always been told how smart you are and you've always succeeded without struggle. Naturally, you expect that you'll continue on this path throughout middle school, high school, and beyond. And then comes the plot twist. On today's episode of Mathematically Enthused Podcast, I'll talk about my math story, why I survey my math students, and why you and your math story matter. Hey friends, you're listening to the Mathematically Enthused Podcast. This podcast will take you on a deep dive into all things math, student engagement, and classroom management. I'm your host, Kelly Hogan. Let's get to it. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the math mindset survey that I use with my students. You can grab your copy by following the link in the show notes to grab your freebie from TPT. Okay, so in my intro, I promised you a plot twist. And I'm sure at this point, you can kind of predict what that plot twist is. Back in 1994, when I was in sixth grade, our middle school had four quarters or grading periods each year. And in the first quarter, I had already started to struggle my way through math. I remember that for the first time, everything seemed really fast in math, faster than what I could really deal with. And I was really starting to experience a little bit of struggle. In fact, I have a vivid memory of sitting in the back of Mrs. Zapala's classroom, trying to diligently take my notes and copy the problems step-by-step as quickly as she was moving. I'm not sure if this memory is so vivid almost 20 years later because Mrs. Zapala had also been my first grade tap teacher or just because this is the first time I experienced any kind of math trauma. And yeah, I'm going to call it trauma. Trauma is often defined as something that you use to split your life into a period of before and after. And before this point in time, I felt really good about math. And after it, I did not. This trauma was not as simple as just struggling in math. I scored two consecutive 85% on math tests in first quarter sixth grade math. And the consequence of this was that my parents were called in for a meeting and I was sat down with a guidance counselor and I was told in no uncertain terms that I was going to be quote unquote dropped down into the academic or on grade level classes in math. As adult Kelly, I now recognize two really important things about this moment. The first really important thing about this moment is that my school system, as lovely as it was, used really problematic language around academic tracking at the time. But I'll have to save that for another episode. The second thing is that I was given the message that an 85% out of 100 was not satisfactory and therefore it merited me being dropped down. That was the moment that I felt like I had a proverbial mathematical door slammed in my face. That was the moment I started thinking of myself as not a math person. From that moment on, I carried this bias. I went into academic or grade level classes and I could hack it for a while, but then I started to lose interest in math because I felt like it was something I struggled through. And as a student with ADHD who didn't yet know she had ADHD, it was a huge turnoff. (laughs) I floundered my way through math from sixth grade through the end of high school. And in fact, during my senior year, 
I was the student who did the announcements, and the announcements occurred during our homeroom, which was actually at the end of first period. And guess what class I had first period of my senior year of high school? It was math. So I often would go to school to arrive in time for the announcements, but not in time for math. In fact, I missed so many math classes my senior year that I was almost in danger of failing and repeating math in summer school. Not because I wasn't making my grades, but because I had almost 15 absences for the year during first period math. Otherwise, I was a straight A student. I graduated high school with a 98 average. I was involved in the band and theater and jazz band and pretty much everything that you could think of, but I was still so irked and convinced that I was bad at math that I was already worried about math at the collegiate level and on my teaching career path. I continued to carry this bias with me that I was bad at math and that I was not a math person until I got to graduate school in 2012. So if you do the math on that, I spent 18 years, almost two whole decades convinced that I was bad at math and that I wasn't a math person and nobody told me anything different and I went ahead and started teaching my students in my elementary school classroom during this almost two decade span and I was one of those teachers who was saying I know this is hard I know this is challenging I didn't like math either and I was just confirming all of these biases with my students that I work so hard now to reverse. If you've spent any time with me on my tiny little corner of the internet, you might know that I self-describe as a reformed math struggler. The reason for this was thanks to an amazing professor I had during my graduate program in 2012. He was the first person to tell me and teach me that there was more than one way to solve a math problem. Nowadays, we can kind of take that idea and bring it forward into our number talks and our math conversations in classrooms, but he was the first one that showed me that divergent thinking was allowed in math, and he taught me to look at math as a puzzle, and that was life-changing. This professor, Dr. Stem, he would give us problems each week, story problems that were fairly complex, and ask us to submit a paper describing in detail two different ways that we solve the problem. Going through this process was a challenge, but when he issued the challenge to us, he never told us that it was impossible. All he told us was that we had to come up with two different ways to solve it. And for the first time in a long time, my little math heart started to light up again because I felt like I wasn't stuck in a math box and I wasn't expected to answer drills and solve questions really quickly. And I finally felt like I could flex a math muscle and start to relearn the math language. That was the time my math struggle ended. And it was also the same time that I started tutoring math students specifically. It made me realize how much I missed problem solving and feeling confident in my ability to problem solve. So as a math tutor, I really work to get that for my students. You might be saying, this is a great story, very heartwarming, but what does this have to do with my math story and surveying my students? Let's spend some time connecting this to you as a teacher. Think about your math story. I would love if you would share your math story with me, whether it sounds something like mine or the complete opposite. I would love to hear how you felt about math 
as you went through school and your teacher education program. If you don't really know how you felt about it, I would love for you to sit down and just jot down some thoughts and some crystallizing moments you had in math that made you feel a certain way about doing mathematics. I challenge you to reflect on your math story because the way you feel about math and the math story that created the math teacher you are today does color how you teach math to your students. I don't know about you, but the best math teachers I've ever had and the best math moments I've ever had are when I was with teachers who were very clearly passionate about math. I'm not saying math has to be your favorite, but what I am saying is that you have to dig deep and find a love of math so that your students can also feel like it's okay to find a love of math too. This is where my math mindset survey comes in. When I think about students like myself, little Kelly, that was sitting in the seventh grade classroom after a year of struggle in math, and no one ever thought to ask how I felt about math. It was just a given that everyone takes math class, but I think in the 90s, at least, there was less of an emphasis on the social-emotional part of teaching. And because I had already decided I was bad at math, and all the adults around me had agreed that they struggled with math, it became something that was normalized. You don't want to be the teacher that normalizes that kind of thinking when you could have the next great engineer or mathematician sitting in your classroom. So it's a great opportunity when you're sitting in front of a new group of students or even right now if you've never surveyed your students, to just send them a math survey and find out what they're really thinking about math. Whenever I survey my students, I always preface it by saying they're not going to get in trouble, nor will they offend me if they tell me math is their least favorite subject, or if they tell me anything specific about math that they feel shame about, perhaps. But it's a really eye-opening experience when you survey your students and you find that the times that they feel successful in math might not be when you think they're feeling successful in math. And it's a really powerful tool for you as a teacher to know when your students feel like they need to be celebrated and when they're kind of just chugging along in math class. In this survey, I asked some pretty simple questions like, how do you feel about math on a scale from one to five? One being math is your least favorite and five being that you love math. And then some things as complex as when you're stuck on a problem, what are your next steps? Or is math a subject you'll use your entire life? These are some things that are really eye-opening so that you can relate math to your students' practical application of how they'll use it. If you're interested in trying this survey with your students, you can grab this freebie in my show notes. There's a link to my TPT store, and then you'll be forced to make a copy in Google Forms. Because you've made a copy, you can edit this form to suit you and your students, and if you want to add any additional questions, you're ready to go. Thanks so much again for listening to my math story today. I'd love to hear your math stories, so feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at mathematicallyenthused or email me at mathematicallyenthused at gmail.com. Talk soon. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and support more teachers just like you. Talk soon.